Hey gang, welcome to the show brought to you by AgorasNexus.com, the premier sponsor of our show. And of course, don't forget about our friend Bobby and Fairly Decent Golf. There was a big sale not too long ago. Please check them out, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, fantastic. Uh, the, the content's really funny, even if you're not into, obviously you're not a golfer. Well, to quote Lebowski, of course, even, even if you're not a golfer, it's still funny content. And he's a great dude and he's a friend of ours, friend of the show. Uh, love Bobby, uh, trying to support him any way we can get the word out about what he's doing. Fairly decent golf. So to get started today, we've got a couple of things that we want to go over. Now, I want to know something, and perhaps those of you could take a moment to pause and think real hard. Have you ever left something important stuffed in a couch? For example, <laughs> for example. One time when I at my old job, when I was working on the dock, the break room had this piece of shit couch. Okay. It wasn't very comfortable. I had lost a, a bunch of, of pocket knives that I thought that just randomly disappeared because I would lay down on the couch during my lunch break and take a nap. Okay. And then I'd be like, you know, later on I go to cut a box open or whatever. Uh, and I'm like, God damn it. Where's my stupid knife? Like what happened to this thing? And then one day I just had the genius idea to check the cushions in this never-ending uh hole that black hole that was this couch and i had a bunch of my knives in there uh but um have you ever left you know business papers you know papers <laughs> have you ever left um ever left anything important or stuffed in the couch like for example you don't want like you know like ricky gervais did in afterlife he had a bottle of sleeping pills and he stuffed them in the couch because he didn't want his friend to see that he was going to eat them all and take his own life. Right? Okay. Have you ever, like, maybe you, you, you're you into drugs, right? You like to do drugs. You had, like, LSD, right? And you're like, oh, somebody's coming. We're going to shove them into the couch, right? Or maybe you left the house and left a sheet of acid on the couch cushion, and somebody's like, oh, my God, this is a sheet of acid. Like, you know, what are we doing? Or a kilo of cocaine, or you left a small child on the couch and ran out to go to Denny's. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, I'm trying. Have, have you ever left something or stuffed something important? Maybe Angel, were you misbehaving and your 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 uh, your side piece's underwear was left out, and you're like, "Quick, I'm gonna stuff this in the fucking couch cushion. Nobody's gonna notice." Have you ever had to do anything, or have you ever left anything important on the couch? Um, well, I've never hidden anything in the couch cushion, uh, to hide it from somebody else. Um, I have never actively tried to put things under the couch cushion just because like, I'm the kind of person where it's like, I'll forget right okay. right like and i don't have time for that like i i don't have any reason to hide anything in couch cushions um okay i may have set something on the couch and left and forgot it and needed it i mean that's always a possibility because i'm always setting stuff on top of the furniture like you know my purse or whatever um my phone like as i'm trying to like do shit sometimes i'll just throw it on like the chair or the couch or you know set it on like the kitchen table or something and like walk out of the house um 
I don't have children, so I've never left a, a child on a couch and went to Denny's. Um, All right, good to know. It, like, you know, I've left the dog on the couch, and the dog's pretty important, but that's where he hangs out, so no. But you didn't forget and just decide to leave the dog on the couch. No. The dog was on the couch for because it chose to sit on the couch. Right, yeah, no. But I'm talking about, like, let's say, like, when you were in college, for example. Okay. Did you ever fail to leave, like, one of your reports for, like, I don't know, uh, for math class or your business classes that you took, uh, did you ever fail, like, you know, leave the house? You're like, oh, man, I have a stack of papers that I forgot to bring with me. I left them on the couch. No. No. Okay. Um, the reason why I'm asking this is because I wanted to gauge, and again, you're going to have five seconds to think about this starting now. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. I was getting there, but thanks. Um, why I'm asking this. As you all know that Mr. Trump has been indicted several times. He is going to turn himself in Thursday, which I'm, I'm so sad we can't like live stream this stuff. Um, but um, I, we, we don't have enough time. Can I just make a comment? I think it's fucking hilarious that he gets to turn himself in. Like anybody else would just be fucking rolled up on, cuffed and stuffed. Like this Truth. motherfucker just like, I'm going to turn myself in whenever the fuck I want. Fuck you. He gets to land his own jet. I'm, yeah, this is not making me happy already, but well, proceed. This might make you happy. Rudy Giuliani turned himself in because he's been indicted on RICO predicates. So the very thing that he used to put his cousins, the Italian gangsters in New York away, is being used against him right now. So Really? Yes, it's a, a very exciting time in Italian-American history. God bless. Um, uh, Rudy Giul Rudolph Giuliani. Uh, is uh, yeah, he's he's in big trouble. But anyway, the reason why I'm asking about the couch and business papers, um, and what do you do, sir? I am unemployed. Um, those of you may get it. The rest of you will need an explanation. Uh, I'm sure. The reason why I'm asking this is because at a golf resort, golf resort, not frequented by our friend Bobby, at Bedminster, uh, Mr. Donald Trump left secret, top secret war plans with iran on a couch you just left them there now those of you might be like if you were if you're just catching <laughs> up you might be like well wh what are you talking about here well we have already detailed how he left like secret documents in the bathroom next to the turlet at mar-a-lago there's actually a famous photograph with stacks of papers in the bathroom at Mar-a-Lago, because maybe he takes long poops and he's like, this is the time I have to get through all these national security documents. I'm sure that's what it is. But this is interesting. Ex-White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows reportedly wrote in a draft of his memoir that his old boss indicted former President Donald John Trump left a top secret Iran war plan on a couch at his New Jersey golf resort during an interview with a ghost writer. Meadows told prosecutors from special counsel Jack Smith's team that he heard about the shocking incident by the writer and a publicist, but soft peddled in the financial published version of the book because it could be problematic for Trump, ABC News reported. Quote, on the couch in front of Trump's desk, there's a four page report typed up by Joint Chiefs, Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley himself. The draft read, according to ABC, it shows the general's own plan to attack Iran 
something he urged President Trump to do more than once during his presidency. Why? Trump has been charged with improperly uh, showing the document to underlings as part of a superseding indictment. Okay. So, yeah, again. But, like, why do we need to attack Iran? Listen, there's always a reason to attack Iran. Whatever. This is, like, uh, I will wait. Okay. He was already charged with mishandling dozens of documents that he took with him when he left the White House, defying official efforts to get them back. Trump allegedly brought the Iran war plant to New Jersey and whipped it out to show... (laughs) That sentence is hilarious. Excuse me while I whip this one out. I whipped it out to show the underlings during an interview in summer 2021 as Meadows collected material for his book, The Chief's Chief. Considering it important ammunition in his odd feud with Milley, Trump was already accused of boasting to the aides that the document proved his point that Milley was a warmonger. (sighs) In doing so, Trump admitted that the document remained classified and that he shouldn't be showing it, effectively contradicting his own oft-repeated claims that he had declassified all the documents. It is like highly confidential secret. This is secret information, Trump said, according to an audio tape of the meeting. Mm -hmm. Look, look at this. This was done by the military and given to me. As president, I I could have declassified, but now I can't. The new bombshell suggests that Trump was even more reckless than previously known with the secret plan, which would be of immeasurable value to geopolitical enemies of the United States, as well as Iran-hating allies like Israel, and particularly Saudi Arabia. 17 of the 19 hijackers came from there, by the way. Anyway. Yeah, that's what I heard. Anyway, went to Afghanistan instead. No relation. Anyway, Meadows told prosecutors that Trump never told him he had declassified large numbers of secret documents, contradicting his former boss's claims about the documents. He also shot down the outlandish claim that Trump had so-called standing order to mm. classify any documents he took away from the white house the report did not clear up uncertainty about meadows's role in the various prosecutions of trump mm-hmm. meadows has not been charged in the mar-a-lago documents case or the federal january 6 uprising that almost overthrew our democracy smith did not name meadows as an unindicted co-conspirator in the election case raising suspicions that he cut some kind of deal to avoid prosecution of course he did the former North Carolina congressman was charged last week as one of Trump's 18 co-defendants in the Georgia election interference case, which has been charged under the state's potent racketeering law. He has asked the judge to move his case to the federal court to dismiss it altogether, asserting that he was performing the duties of his federal job when he allegedly helped Trump overturn his loss to Joe Biden in the Peach State. So you're hanging out. You got war plans for war with Iran. You want to show your peeps that you know what's going on and you're fighting the military industrial complex. You're still the secret president. Q, you're waiting for the next Q drop. And then you drop this big uh, bombshell with war plans with Iran. And then you decide to just leave it on the couch because you've got other things to do. Maybe go to McDonald's, get a Diet Coke, get a Big Mac because it's his thing. He likes the Diet Coke. But um, yeah, I find this amazing amazing like even from a completely neutral point of view anybody else that does this anyone in a in in a position to have possession of such heavily classified material and you're just like i'm just gonna fucking leave it on the couch at my new jersey golf resort like first of all who the fuck 
wants to hang out in New Jersey at a golf resort. No offense to our New Jersey listeners. I was born there. I don't live there. I have no interest in being there whatsoever. Okay. I visit family and then I disappear across the border because it's a communist occupied state. We all know this. But with that being the case, how many other war plans has he left on the coffee table? Like he's, excuse me, while I whip this one out, you know, war contingency plans with Russia, you know, whatever, China, whatever. I, it just, it blows my mind and people will still make excuses for this man and his behavior. And he'll still, in the eyes, it's just like, it's, the problem is, is, again, we've talked about this before, it's like football politics. It's no matter what my team does, the blue team is okay. The red team is bad. The red team is great. The blue team is bad. It's the same crap over and over again. It is just amazing. But um, I have never left anything of great importance on my couch. Now, you could argue and say, well, Jay, you don't have anything that important. Well, I have tax documents, business papers, insurance information. I have some important things that I could have left on my couch. Usually what's left on my couch is the remote control for my television and the sound bar. Those are important, not quite as important as Iran documents, but important all the same, at least to me. Angel, what do you think of all of this? Because you're ready to tee well, off. So I don't understand, first of all, like why any of this is really even happening. Like it doesn't make any sense to me how anything was allowed to um be presented or taken inside of a golf course so like on a very very simplistic level how these people are able to take documents out of a secured environment if they're classified doesn't make sense to me they should even the president of the united states i know that's probably an iffy thing for some people even the president of the united states should have his shit searched for documents before he leaves for any fucking kind of trip none of that shit should be available to be read in public period or ex-president in this right case. or ex-president like the fact that he was able to take documents yeah. places doesn't make any sense to me like i don't understand how people are continuing to take if this is such a big fucking deal for all of these people who want to say those are you know doc like okay so you know like the hillary people who are like oh the server the server the server right classified documents and he and trump was like classified document server bleach bit whatever right i remember right bleach bit yeah 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 okay um you know while that all of that is true i don't know how much exposure hillary did in comparison to leaving something at a fucking golf course okay period yeah period like that if you want to talk about her having shit on a server at her house and then forwarding something to her aide and asking her aide to print it as a violation of 
you know, classified documents and, you know, she can't be trusted and this, that, and the other thing. And, and I'm not for Hillary. Okay. I'm just saying mm-hmm. like, we have to like stop at some point in time. And if classified documents are an important subject to you and you think that they should not be presented shown to other people outside of hey you're meant to read this Mm -hmm. you're meant to interpret this this document will be available for you to read here but it's not leaving this room if you have additional questions you may come into this room and i will let you into this room as many times as you need to get into this room but you're not taking this document outside of this room president of the united states uh and on down below right right like that's what really should be happening at that level and the fact that it's not is fucking weird to me because that's how like you got to keep your shit locked down you ain't keeping your shit locked down and if that's important to you then trump doing this is equally as bad as Hillary doing what she did and on down the fucking list. We're not talking about whistleblowers. We're talking about some fucking asshole who didn't take this seriously. No, clearly you're right. Yeah. Like, yeah. first of all, I'm like, why do we want to attack Iran? I, we, we could get into that, like, and have a whole discussion, right? For sure. Yeah. This is fucking, <clears throat> this is stupid. The fact that this man was allowed to have anything to go anywhere, and that goes for all presidents, but more importantly this fucking dumb fuck because yeah like nowadays i would certainly fucking just leave something on a fucking you know couch and walk away like because when you forget shit because you got all this shit going on and somebody distracts you yeah like you forget what the fuck you're doing and you'll walk away i've done that sure right like most people have yeah I mean, and him, people were saying that he might have dementia. He probably even forgot that he even had that document and where the fuck he left it. <laughs> like, I print shit out and I hide it from myself. <laughs> you know, I'm like, where the fuck? I just printed it. Where the fuck is it? It's, you in know? Your, it's in your other hand. And like, I get pissed off. It happens to me and it's not a secure document all day long at work. It happens to me. Right. You know, because I get distracted and like that happens to me it's definitely happening to his dumb ass for sure yeah so like the fact that he was allowed to take this shit someplace else doesn't make sense to me i don't think he was allowed i think he just decided to do it but he was allowed because nobody kept the fucking printouts are you done reading this mr president because it's going back into the secured room okay, area fair enough. if Good you'd point. like to review it we may review it in the secured room area or i may bring this to you again but you will not review this outside of my presence period yeah if we're being like you know not involving our own feelings on government and all that other crap just looking at this from purely you know, objectivity. And, I mean, as yeah. much money as they waste, they can pay one fucking person. It's a good point. That has like security <laughs> for the fucking documents. You're and the, that's all your job is to do. You're the doc guy. <laughs> is to fucking secure these goddamn documents so these motherfucks 
don't fucking run off with it because yeah maybe it is important to fucking national security or some shit i don't know i don't work for the government i don't give a fuck like the whole world can blow up and like i wouldn't fucking there's nothing i can do about it you still have to go to work yeah, probably I would. I'd be the only motherfucker alive and my boss be calling the fucking internet's out. And it'd be like the whole world exploded. Well, how am I going to send email? You know what I mean? Like that's what would happen to me. Nuclear holocaust and I'd be the only I'd be immune and have to figure out the fucking internet. Like listen, I'm telling you. It's it, these people like people have got to get their shit together. The fact that he was allowed to walk out with this shit doesn't make any the fact that anybody is able to leave (laughs) the white house with any type of information that's classified like one document let alone fucking how many thousands of documents Mm -hmm. like we ain't running our shit right clearly that shit ain't fucking locked down yeah you know what i mean like this is dumb like you have no rules in place. So could you, can you really fault him at this point? No, you don't have, what are your measures? Just because he's the president of the United States, he only gets that fucking role for four years, maybe eight if he wins a second fucking term. Why the fuck is he allowed unfettered access to all of this fucking shit? He could take it anywhere. Including New Jersey. Why? Yeah, of all places. I don't know. Good point. Good points all around. I'm glad to know that you would also have to report to work in the event of a nuclear holocaust. Um, I want to move on real quick. Um, and, and again, if you've ever left something important on your couch that is like, you know, of a very important magnitude, please let me know. Perhaps a, you know, benzene or a loaded uh, handgun, you know, just sitting out on the couch unattended, grew legs and went and shot a school up because that's all we know how it happens. Anyway, no, just kidding. Um, but I'm always curious to see what important documents are business papers you have left or stuffed into the couch um nefarious items things like that i mean have you like no no um now back in the day i had eaten uh this my my really really awful older half sister not a fan um i uh she tried to hide the cheetos from me once when i was like 11. Mm -hmm. so i went and ate all the cheetos and I had Cheetle on my fingers. Yeah. And I took my and I went. I uh, pushed the co- uh, the cushions down. I wiped. I wiped my fingers all over the back of her all white couch um, with Cheetle dust. Did she find it? Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ooh, yeah. bad move. No, no, it was a good move. It. it, it Who'd ups- you blame it on? I, I. I said I don't know how it got there. I have no idea. Probably had Cheetle dust all over my mouth. Good, fuck her. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, that was the most important thing I've done to a couch, um, at least. Yeah, because she's a fucking cunt. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So, well, I'm glad you did that. That makes me smile. All right. Well, there you go. Now, this isn't going to make you smile. This is going to make you very upset. Now, you know on this show that we are, to put it, put it lightly, a little critical of the police, okay? Um, we strive for a little bit more accountability if we're going to be nice about it right okay you're going to really really not like this one at all quote that is what you get for looking at another man end quote police officer charged with sexual assault and using a department computer to spy on ex-girlfriend according to el paso county court docket records reviewed by law and crime guadalupe sosa 44 accused of one count each of sexual assault and breach of computer security according to el paso county court 
docket records reviewed by law and crime. The charges related to the same alleged female victim, according to a criminal complaint affidavit obtained by the El Paso Times. And each of those alleged incidents occurred when Sosa was a member of the El Paso Police Department. The rape allegedly occurred during the early morning hours of April 29, 2018, after Sosa and his then-girlfriend left the bar they are celebrating a mutual friend's birthday. At some point during the celebratory night out, however, Sosa allegedly became jealous and accused his then-girlfriend of looking at another man. The alleged victim's roommate would later tell police that the man she was looking at was playing in a band in the bar that night, the newspaper reported. The two reportedly continued fighting over Sosa's jealousy and eventually left around 1 a.m. to stop further quarreling and headed back to the woman's home on the east side of El Paso. As the two got into bed, the woman wanted to sleep. The affidavit alleged the police officer wanted sex. The woman told Sosa she did not want to have sex, but he did not accept that. The document reportedly said next, got on top of her, pinned her down, and began to sexually assault her as she cried out in pain. Stop, it hurts, the woman told police. She yelled multiple times over. As Sosa allegedly continued to rape the victim, he fashioned the assault as a form of punishment for her perception for her for his perception of her behavior at the bar saying that's what you get for looking at another man the next morning the woman allegedly told a roommate about the incident the woman's roommate would later corroborate the recollection to law enforcement the affidavit says telling the police that the alleged victim was distraught and confused because she and sosa were in a relationship at the time the roommate allegedly told the woman the length and status of the relationship didn't matter, and that which, without consent, what happened was sexual assault. Correct. For years, the memory haunted the woman before it came back in a pressing digital waking nightmare of sorts when she got a Snapchat memory of the supposed fun to be night out on April 28, 2022, according to the affidavit. The woman then texted Sosa the following message four years ago today, you raped me. Maybe you forgot about it. Maybe you thought I forgot about it, but I will never forget how I begged and cried for you to stop. You held me down so I could feel the pain on purpose. I was in disbelief. Sosa allegedly replied, I remember I was drunk, but not that drunk. And no, I will never forget. I'm not the same person. I sin and I beg for forgiveness. I am sorry. I will pray for you to heal. I don't expect, I don't expect to forget. Eventually, the woman told her story to Sosa's employers. In the interim, the two broke up, but Sosa was allegedly not quite ready to let things go. After seeing his ex-girlfriend with a male friend at a country bar called Whiskey Dicks near Marty Robbins Park, Sosa allegedly followed his ex back to her friend's house and later used an EPPD database to look up information about her and the man, according to court documents obtained by a local Fox affiliate, KFOX. Those unauthorized searches occurred on at least two occasions, police allege, in February 2022 and May of 2022. When quizzed by investigators about those alleged searches, the defendant initially denied denied remembering having done so, police say. He later, he later allegedly said, if I did, I did. Sosa was charged with a computer crime on June 17th, record show. Two days before that, on June 15th, his ex-girlfriend's roommate had her interview with police, according to the affidavit obtained by The Times. She reportedly called, recalled the fight between the couple at the bar and the phone call about the rape allegation the next morning. It's been, it's been in the back of my head, the defendant said, when told by fellow police officers that his ex had abused, had accused him of rape. I know she has made those allegations or statements back then. Sosa would claim 
that what happened was quote rough sex and that his girlfriend should have tapped out if she felt if he if she felt he was going too far the affidavit reportedly said the woman would tell police that she was too scared at the time to try and get out of the situation confronted with those alleged text messages acknowledging that he had in fact sexually assaulted the woman the defendant allegedly told police he didn't want to fight with her about the incident was trying to work on getting back together <laughs> according to the affidavit a 15-year veteran of the police force his employment is currently in the process of being terminated and he was relieved of duty and placed on administrative leave for the remainder of the termination process the eppd said in a press release earlier this month the el paso police department takes all misconduct allegations seriously and will work diligently to investigate all claims against its personnel said in a statement at the time of Sosa's arrest, the department remains committed to upholding the highest standards of professionalism, integrity, and performing its duties. Okay. If she says no, that means no. So if you go any further, it's called rape. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter if she's your girlfriend. It doesn't matter if she's your wife. If she says no that's the end of the conversation it's not hard to understand furthermore i don't know what kind of men are out there that enjoy harming people like that uh when a a female is crying like what is turning on about that when my spouse is upset and she cries I don't know what to do. I'm like, do you need a hug? Like, what, what do you need a tissue? What, what can I do for you? Like, I, I don't, I, I feel bad. Like a normal person, right? That's yeah. when you feel bad when someone's yeah. upset. You're like, what can I do to help? You know, do you need something? Not, yeah, I'm going to fuck her. This is going to be great, right? No, 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 no. Um, and, you know, in this case, I know a lot of people say, well, you know, she should have reported it right away. Let me tell you something we've detailed on this show so many times throughout these almost four years we've been doing it countless countless examples of abuse by police officers against their other halves. Um, This lady could have ended up dead if she would have done something at the time, and I understand her thinking why she wouldn't have done anything uh, because she was terrified of like what's next, he just raped me what's next what happens when I really piss him off. You know what I'm saying here? Yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah. When you're in a position like that and somebody is overpowering you, I'm assuming that being a police officer, that he's probably fit. Most police officers are as a requirement of their job. They're like some, you know, some departments are more strict than others. You know, um, you, you have to be required to be able to do X amount of things. Um, you have to be physically fit. You have to be strong. Sure. Uh, men in general, in general, are stronger than women. Um, especially a police officer. And then let's just say she's an average woman. You know, like mm-hmm. she could be a little bit in shape, but like a man who is in shape and he's, you know, I'm talking about like five eight to six foot. Um, I don't know how tall he is. I don't know what his weight is. I don't know if he lifts weight. I'm, I'm assuming he's just an average fit guy. Um, you're not getting away from somebody who is an average fit guy. I'm not talking about overweight. I'm not talking about like, you know, beefed up. 
an average fit guy. Um, it's probably what he is on the police force. You know, they, they have to run drills, things like that, whatever requirements. Um, he knows all of the different ways to pin you down and hold you as a part of his training. Okay. Like you're not getting away from that. Like we've all watched cops and like one of the guys who are really, really good at like just holding people down, you know, versus everybody else takes like five or six of them. There's just that one fucking souped up guy that just knows how to do it. Right. You know, that's a cop. And or if he, he knows jujitsu or something like right. that. Yeah. He's going to hold you down and that's it. It's, it is going to overpower you. It's over. And given that moment in time, you are going to uh, think about how am I going to react? Because if I can't get out of this and I do something that angers him even more and I've already pissed him off and he's fucking raping me, mm-hmm. is he going to kill me? And then you have to really be careful after the fact, because if you turn him in, your life's a living fucking hell because all of his buddies are going to fucking come after you. Okay. And so, yeah, she was probably terrified and she didn't turn him in for four years because she was probably afraid that he would send his minions, his friends, his other police, you know, uh, his buddies. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For his, sure. His coworkers after her. For sure. A hundred percent. I, I, that's a real genuine fear. So for anybody to step up and say, well, you know, she should have done something then. They plant evidence on people, regular people all the time. You don't think that they would have planted evidence on her, try to hem her up for something? Of course. So she, yeah, she was terrified. I agree. I agree. And uh, I hope, you know, the only kind of justice, again, for rapists, in my opinion, is the uh, ultimate punishment, which is to feed uh, feed them to the sharks. That would be the way to I go. I mean, it's a piece of fucking shit, dude. Like a rapist, you know, um, people like this fucking guy who clearly abused his authority and his position and like raped his fucking girlfriend because she looked at some other guy because he he just can't fucking like that dude's mentally unfucking stable mentally unstable like For sure the like he was the guy that she looked at was playing in the band she was watching him play on stage yeah like and if she is looking at another man uh, raping her is not the appropriate response. Um, sexual assault is never the appropriate response. Um, I'm, I just, I'm glad that she's still alive. And, uh, I only hope that this son of a bitch gets what's coming to her. Right. I mean, raping anybody isn't the appropriate response, but like that, I'm saying that's why he said he like gave her that excuse as he was raping her. You shouldn't have looked at another man. Like what the fuck are you even talking about? Like you're raping me and you're saying I shouldn't have looked at another man. Like she wasn't like trying to go like, not that the rape, you know what I mean? Like it was just the, the perception of this person. He's clearly like mentally fucking disturbed. Like something is wrong with him. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. And well, I mean, regardless of being mentally disturbed, I think that, uh, you know, a short drop and a sudden stop would fix his problems and everybody else's problems. Um, who knows how many times this happened in the past and being drunk is no excuse. I don't want to fucking hear about it. But yeah, your your security force hard at work. Now, I want to get to something next. We we talked about Animal Farm during the B-side and we talked about Boxer and Benjamin and Napoleon. And those of you who have read the book, I highly recommend it. Most of you probably already have or familiar with 
you know, terms like, you know, four legs good, two legs bad, four legs good, two legs better, um, I will work harder, um, things like that. Uh, Animal Farm, it's great. It's, it's an ex, I mean, George Orwell, the genius, one of the few socialist writers that I that genuinely enjoy reading. Um, but speaking of reading, we're going to go down south, Georgia. Got some listeners down there in Georgia. Hello. Uh, not the Republic of Georgia, of course, Georgia and the United States of America. Uh, banning books, okay? This is a big thing all over again, something that I literally cannot understand why this is a discussion happening. In the past, when I was in the, a kid in the 80s, it was violence and sex, and now it's still sexual content, trans, gay, whatever, things that people don't like. Okay. Let's get into it. All right. So from the Associated Press, they put out an article called Georgia named, excuse me, Georgia School District is banning books, citing sexual content after firing a teacher. Okay. Georgia's second largest school district says that it has removed two books from 20 school libraries, saying the books had highly inappropriate sexually explicit content. The announcement sent in an electronic message to parents in some Cobb County schools on Monday comes after the Republican majority board uh, school board voted four to three along party lines to fire a teacher for reading a book about gender identity to fifth grade students. Although not new, the book removals have surged since 2020, part of a backlash to what kids read and discuss in public schools. Conservatives want to stop children from reading books with themes on sexuality, gender, race, and religion that they find objectionable. PEN America, a group promoting freedom of expression, counted 4,000 instances of books banned nationwide from July 2021 to December 2022. Cobb County, with 106,000 students, said Tuesday, Tuesday, that 20 libraries had contained Flamer by Mike Curato, or Me and Earl and the Dying Girl by Jesse Andrews, or both. Flamer is a graphic novel about a boy who's discovering that he is gay. What a hell of a title for that. <laughs> Flamer is uh, and how he is treated at summer camp me and earl and the dying girl contain some discussion of sex and a lot of profanity but it's mainly about two high school boys who befriend a girl dying of cancer both were among the most challenged books of 2022 according to a list published by the american library association protecting our students from sexually explicit content isn't controversial it's what our parents expect john floresta the district's chief strategy and accountability officer <laughs> Our board and the superintendent are clear. Oh, Jesus Christ. Any book, video, or lesson which contains sexually explicit content and entirely unacceptable is entirely unacceptable. It has no place in our schools. Jeff Hubbard, president of the Cobb County Association of Educators, said media specialists were being questioned about what they had brought the books in, about when they had brought the books in and why. Such interviews could be a prelude to librarians being disciplined or fired. The district didn't respond to questions about whether officials intended to take disciplinary action. They're scared to death, and one parent complaint could cost them their career. Nan Brown, an advocacy coordinator for the Georgia Media Library Association, says it's important that students be able to see themselves and others in books. She questioned, in particular, the removal of Flamer, noting that Georgia librarians nominated it for a statewide award. No book is perfect for everybody all the time, Brown said, but that book is really important to some children. Hubbard said she uh, he fears... Teachers will feel compelled to censor classroom libraries at the district fired Katie Ren Rendler, an elementary school teacher. She got in trouble in March for reading a picture book, My Shadow is Purple, by Scott Stewart. 
after which some parents complained. Teacher said a board policy prohibiting teaching controversial issues was so vague that she couldn't know what was barred. The district didn't respond to questions about who asked that the books be removed or if the district intends to remove additional books. An electronic message, which Hubbard said, was sent Monday to parents at all 20 schools. The district stated that with thousands of books purchased over decades, we're making every effort to ensure our library only includes materials that are aligned to Georgia standards supported by law and CCSD policy and contain content that is age appropriate for our students. Okay, now, before I get into this, okay, do you think the Bible, now again, this isn't an an attack on anybody's religious beliefs. We're not going to talk about the Quran, but the Bible, which is probably, I mean, Christianity is the largest religion in this country, okay? Right. Do you think the Bible is in libraries at school? Um, I don't know if it is or if it, it isn't. was. OK, it was. Let's get into some biblical scriptures and see if they're too violent or gross. Go like measuring up against the standard, shall we? OK, killing all unbelievers, quote, and that the prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he hath spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God. Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 5. If thy brother, thy son, or thy mother, thy daughter, or, thy, or the wife of thy bosom, or thy friend, which as thine own soul entice thee secretly, saying, Let us go and serve other gods, which thou hast not known, thou nor thy fathers, thou shalt not consent unto him, nor hearken unto him, neither shall uh, thine eye pity him. I wish they would get like the new version of this, because like the King James is beautiful, but it's a lot of these, those, and those. Neither shall spare, neither shall conceal him, but thou shalt surely kill him. Thine hand shall be first upon him, put him to death, and afterwards the hand of all people. Thou shalt surely smite the inhabitants of that city with the edge of the sword, destroying it utterly, and all that that is therein and the cattle thereof with the edge of the sword deuteronomy 13 uh, 13 15 okay so not only the unbelievers but the cows of the unbelievers are going in deuteronomy you're killing everybody including the cattle the cattle refuse to worship the same god they've got to go right that's example number one all right a good slave is a good Christian. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 18, right? How about some more examples? God kills the firstborns, and it came to pass that at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of the Pharaoh that sat on his throne, unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon, and the firstborn of cattle. Again, cows getting it in the neck yeah and pharaoh rose up in the night he and all his servants and all of the egyptians and there was a great cry in egypt for there was not a house where there was not one dead exodus chapter 12 verses 29 through 30 okay how about decapitation and israel joined himself unto baal peor and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, take all of the heads of the people and hang them up before the Lord against the sun, that the fierce anger of the Lord may be turned away from Israel. Numbers 25, 3 through 4. Okay. 
That's pretty violent, right? It's pretty violent. How about Moses' mass murder? Behold, these caused the children of Israel to the council of Balaam to commit trespass against the Lord in the matter of Peor. And there was a plague among the congregation of the Lord. Now, therefore, kill every male among the little ones and kill every woman that hath known man by lying with him. But all the women children that have not known a man by lying with him, keep him alive for yourselves. Numbers 31, 16 through 18, right? How about King David's Holocaust? And he brought forth the people that were therein and put them under saws and under harrows of iron and under the axes of iron and made them pass through uh, the Bricolin. And thus he did unto all the cities of the children of Ammon. So David and all the people returned unto Jerusalem and he brought out and then again, and that's from 2 Samuel 12, 31. And he brought out the people that were in it and cut them with saws and with harrows of iron and with axes, First Chronicles 23. Okay? So again, I'm going to keep going here. How about killing women, men, and infants? Thus says the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way. And when he came up from Egypt, now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all they have, and spare not, but slay both man and woman, infinite and suckling, ox and sheep and camel and ass. The donkeys, camels, sheep and oxes are all getting it, according to 1 Samuel 15, chapter, two, uh, chapter 15, two, uh, verse 2 for, uh, through 3. How about rape, pillage, and kill? Okay, how about it? Everyone that is found shall be thrust through, and everyone that is joined unto them shall fall by the sword. Their children also shall be dashed into pieces before their eyes. Their houses shall be spoiled and their wives ravished. Look at Isaiah chapter 13, verses 15 through 16. Okay? Slaughter of the innocents. How about this? This is from Deuteronomy. And we took all his cities at the time and utterly destroyed the men and the women and the little ones of every city. We left none to remain. And then we utterly destroyed them as we did unto uh, Sihon, king of Hezbon, utterly destroying the men, women, and children of every city. But all the cattle and the spoil of the cities we took for a prey to ourselves. Okay? Now, if, this, if the Bible is allowed to be in a school library, which it should be. Mm-hmm then these other weirdo books should also be there let's i want to get into something really quick and probably wrap up with this one let's take a look at the 50 most banned books in the country okay let's get a grip on exactly what we're looking at here okay and here's the thing if you don't want your kid to read a book while they're at your house you have the right to tell them you're not bringing that shit into my house you're the parent you're the boss what kind of books should be in school? I, you know what? I don't know. I'm not in a position to make that decision, but books that are going to enhance their learning, maybe a little bit more science would be good. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Things that, you know what books I checked out of the school library? Books about tornadoes, volcanoes, hurricanes, dinosaurs, you know, cool shit. Okay. I didn't go to the library looking for, you know, Tommy likes to play with his pee pee. I didn't do that. That's just not my thing. I like to read about dinosaurs and war. Like I was a big, I've always been a big World War One guy. It was hard to find those books because even in the '80s, World War Two was still the big thing, still is the big thing. Uh, but I was always into like dinosaurs and volcanoes and shit like that because I thought it was cool. 
Like, I don't know if you did this, Angel, when you were in school, I had to build a volcano out of Play-Doh. And you would, like, build, like, you know, it was um, uh, it was a cone volcano. It was a big one. And then you would put, like, it was, like, gray, the gray um, Play-Doh. And then you would put the orange and the red at the top. And then there would be, like, lava coming down the sides. And, you know, it was cool. Like, volcanoes are yeah. cool to check out. Like, I think it's cool stuff. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, you should be able to read whatever you want. Like, banning shit is stupid. It's never going to work. I think it's I think it's retarded. But anyway, let's take a look. Let's start with number 50, okay? We're trying to do a quick, brief overview. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. And Tango makes three. Okay. Children book based on real life story of two male chin strap penguins, Roy and Silo, who formed a bond at the Central Park Zoo in New York. After Zookeeper saw a pair trying to hatch a rock as if it were an egg, they gave them the penguin couple. They gave the penguin couple their own egg. Roy and Silo subsequently raised the chick Tango as their own. People are mad about this because it's two gay penguins, I guess. Whatever. Okay. Sure. Number 49, Stamped, Racism, Anti-Racism, and You by Ibram X. Kendi and Jason Reynolds. Senator Ted Cruz held up a copy of the book during confirmation hearing of Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson in April 22 and questioned her about her views on critical race theory. Stamped has found itself subject to five book bannings during the last school year. Okay. 48, The Infinite Moment of Us by Lauren Miracle. Young adult novel discusses love and sex among teenagers. It was a target of five book bans the previous year. Uh, she is seen here uh, at uh, some sort of a film adaptation of this book of the same name. Number 47, Two Boys Kissing by David Levithan. Okay. Released in 2013, subject five book bans. Inspired by real life events about two boys who set out to break a world record by kissing for 32 hours straight. Now, again, that's not something I'd ever be interested in reading, but whatever. How to Be Anti-Racist, once again, by Ibram X. Kendi. A nonfiction book uh, helped popularize the term anti-racist when, um, when it came out in 2019. It was on school ban list five times over the past school year. Memoir and part social commentary on racism and ethnicity. Uh, 45, I Am Jazz by Jazz Jennings and Jessica Herthel. Um, told, uh, as soon as Jazz Jennings could speak, she told her parents that she was a girl despite having been assigned male at birth. <sighs> She became a spokesperson for trans children and co-wrote a book entitled I Am Jazz about her experience. It was banned on five separate occasions. Okay. We Are the Ants by Sean David Hutchinson. What's that about? Science fiction novel follows Henry, whose boyfriend has died by suicide. We Are the Ants was subject to, once again, five bans itself. Okay. 43, Killing Mr. Griffin by Louis Duncan. Louise Duncan, excuse me. Suspense novel published in 1978. About teenagers kidnapping and murdering their strict teacher. The themes caused the book to go through five bands over the course of the previous school year. Um, 42, Lucky by Alice Siebold. Known for her more famous bestseller, The Lovely Bones, uh, memoir Lucky pulled from school bookshelves six times because of the graphic depiction of rape she survived in college. Outside of the content of the book itself, there was further controversy after Anthony Broadwater, the man who was convicted and imprisoned for the author's rape, uh, for 16 years was exonerated. Siebold had publicly apologized for having mistakenly identified the wrong man as her attacker. It's no longer being distributed, the book. Number 41, The Truth About Alice by Jennifer Matthew. The Truth About Alice discusses slut shaming among teenagers. The work was part of six book bans. That, you know what? Like, I'm kind of, like, I get, okay, whatever. 
some things probably maybe but it doesn't really make any sense to ban the books because honestly like half the shit that they watch on youtube tiktok cable it's all the same it's you're you're getting you're getting this live um and in visual format so the more that you ban books the less people are gonna fucking read right like what do you want them to read the like I mean, seriously, like, especially the, the slut shaming stuff, because people have like killed themselves over things like that, you know, and they should be forced to read a story so that they don't repeat it because like the abuse online that some of these kids go through and they, they kill themselves because like maybe they hooked up with a guy and the guy took pictures and sent it to all of his friends and then they just call her a slut mm-hmm. like and they they she's like bullied to the point to where she feels like she has no other alternative and she kills herself that story's been told a million times because of the online um you know barrage of people making fun of other people like there's you know it's not good no And I don't know why banning any of these books are, like, how is it helpful? You're asking the wrong person. I I really, in the interest of time, I'm going to do the top 10, okay? Because there's a shitload of these to go through. And I don't think it's fair to just read the titles and move on. You got to give a little context to the story and how many times it was banned, okay? So it's number 10, most banned. It's called Crank by Ellen Hopkins. The teenage daughter develops a crystal meth addiction. The story was loosely based on Hopkins' own daughter, who also developed an addiction to crystal meth because of the portrayal of addiction, drug usage, and sexual content was put on school bands list 12 times. Number nine, 13 Reasons Why. It was on Netflix, obviously. Um, leaves uh, A girl named Hannah leaves behind seven cassette tapes detailing why 13 specific people and events caused her death by suicide. The story was inspired by a suicide attempt made by one of Asher's relatives. The book was published in 2007, but gained popularity after Netflix released a television series in, two, and, uh, in uh, 2021, I think. It has been challenged frequently since its release, part of a school uh, book ban 12 times, okay? All right, number eight, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, all right? Two high school friends, Earl and Greg, befriend, befriend a girl named Rachel who has acute uh, leukemia, with the picture of death, drug use, and sexual content, the book was banned 14 times, which means the book was removed from school libraries and classroom shelves on 14 separate occasions. Okay, number seven, The Absolute True Diary of part-time, of a Part-Time Indian by Shermaine Alexi. Shermaine Alexi, Sherman, excuse me, Alexi's book was subject to school banned 16 times. It was first released in 2007, controversial since then, due to its subject matter, which deals with poverty, sexuality, bullying, alcohol usage, profanity, and the use of slurs. The novel is semi-autobiographical based on the Native American <laughs> author's life. It won a National Book Award in 2007. Number six, they, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. See, um, Let's see here. Due to race-based themes, profanity, and explicit content, the book has been regularly banned since its release 17 times. The Lawn Boy by Jonathan Evizen. Jonathan Avizen, uh, let's see here, wrote this book, a semi-autobiographical novel about a boy facing hardship and learning to overcome it. 
parents have accused the book of containing homoerotic content because the character recalls the same sex encounter from his youth and was ultimately part of 17 different book bands. Number four, The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. The impact of the 1970 novel by Toni Morrison has been immense. The novel follows a black girl who believes she is ugly and will be more beautiful if only she had blue eyes. The subject matter contains elements of child molestation, sexual assault, drunkenness, racism, and incest, all of which got it 22 separate bands. Okay? Out of Darkness by Ashley Hope Perez. Follows a forbidden love story of a Mexican-American girl and a black boy in the 1930s. The book was subject to many parental complaints stemming from sexually explicit content, violence, and portrayal of racism experienced by the main characters. 24 times it was banned. Number two, All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson. Queer activist published All Boys Aren't Blue in 2020 and described it as a memoir manifesto. The book is a compilation of essays describing the author's experience growing up as a queer black kid in New Jersey and is specific, written specifically for other queer black kids. It contains mentions of sex, masturbation, profanity, making it the number two banned book. It was removed from schools 29 different times. Number one, Gender Queer, a memoir by Maya Kobabe. Most banned book. Moved from uh, school libraries 41 separate times. Wrote the memoir about a journey through gender identity and sexuality. There are a few explicit illustrations depicting the author's sexual discovery. Many parents and conservative media figures have complained about the book. Mm. Well, at least they have a band Orwell or Hemingway. I remember back in the day, it was um, Huckleberry Finn. They wanted to ban that book. They wanted to ban 1984, but why? Catcher in the Rye animal farm well looking back i always thought they wanted to ban like you know of mice and men and shit like that because they want kids to figure out that it was all bullshit you know i don't know like but we read fahrenheit 451 when i was a kid we re- uh, read 1984 and where i went to school like I, I i did it um ap english literature so i read all that shit um but these but like again I understand the 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 complaint like you don't want your kids to be reading this stuff okay well then don't let them read it at the house you know what the school li- I mean again I'm willing to hear discussions on what should be in a school library I don't know man my kid hasn't been in school a while but there were very few books the last time I was at a school library these days it seems they'll be fucking computers I can't you know? I can't remember the last time I was at a school library and the, like and looked at like books like it's been a long time like Yeah it's been a while man I mean when I was um in high school like there was, you know, different types of books that you could check out. Right. I don't recall, but like when I went to my school's library and checked out a book, it's because I had a book report, you know what I mean? And I had to pick something and sure. I'm like, okay, what do they have? Like they had like Stephen King books there. Like I remember um, renting like, you know, or like borrowing Pet Cemetery so that I could write, um, you know, or make something i don't know i made something out of clay i had to use the book for something to description and i remember like checking it out um i don't know like maybe not (laughs) i don't remember but i thought that i did i thought that it was but i it could have been the public library because like the public library was really close to my high school 
and we went there sometimes after school so i could have gotten it from there or like i know exactly what you're talking about yeah it is very close to the, yeah the school you went to yep so like it i might be like blending those two things but i remember like physically sitting in the library and there was a lot of books in the library when i was in high school and like you know we had computers and computer lab and we had you know things like that and like they weren't really like digitizing like you know textbooks or anything like they do now um but there was a lot of physical books magazines things like that um i remember being in elementary school and being taught the the dewey decimal system yeah of course i don't know if they still do that i i don't remember my kid being taught that at all but then again he wasn't much of an avid <laughs> and reader i remember being panicked like having to like know how to use this fucking right. system because they're like we're gonna learn the dewey decimal system today in the library and that and like i was like <laughs> <laughs> which probably goes to like my personality now because i'm like oh shit i don't want to look like a dumbass like how do i how do i make sure that i'm the best at this right right and so like it turns out i was fine it wasn't that complicated you know but like i got really nervous and like that's how i remember like you know and i remember like having to flip through like the you know the the index rolodex oh, yeah. cards how whatever you they want were to call in the them. drawers yeah they were in yeah. the drawer you'd pull out the drawer you'd have to look mm -hmm. for the letter or, or number or whatever that was in front of like yep. on like that clear plastic tag and you'd pull out the drawer and you'd be like okay this is where it is and you would take take it out and you'd leave the drawer open did, did you take it out no, you took out, you had to make a, there were stacks of paper yeah. with the little pencils. Yeah. You had to write down the information. You that's, weren't allowed to take the Dewey Decimal cards out that's of right. the drawer. That's right. You had to write yep. it down or something. Yep. And then like you had to go, and it's been forever since I've even been in a library. I don't know what they use anymore. Uh, it's not the, it's not the card system anymore. That, that that's, is, that's a shame. Well, um, yeah it's it is what it is but what i <laughs> my biggest issue is here again politics aside banning stuff will only either create the, the individual's drive to read it even more right it just doesn't work it's not effective if you don't want your kid reading certain items um then tell them you're not allowed to have them in the house i guess until you're you know you move out we don't want that shit in here right you know, just like people who don't like certain kinds of music, they want their kids listen to certain kinds of music. They're going to fucking listen to it anyway. Right. Um, but whatever, like I understand the argument. Um, does it have its application, its uses? I'm sure that it does with certain kids who, you know, like there's not a one size fits all. And anybody who claims that there is one isn't a parent or they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. With that being the case, would I have liked it if a teacher was like, we're going to learn about, I don't know how you know, Frank thinks he's a girl. I'm not necessarily too hyped about that. I mean, if there, if Frank is in the class and thinks he's a girl and wants to talk to somebody about it, then Frank should. And then Frank should read that book and see how Frank feels. But does, I don't know, does, does Frank speak out? I don't know what Frank does. All I know is that, you know, some basics in school, if we're going to have it, could you teach him how to do math? Can you teach them how to write properly? Can you teach them uh, proper grammar? And, you know, I know I'm old, writing in cursive, shit like that, critical thinking, uh, real world skills, vocation, stuff like that. 
But like if, you know, Frank Frank wants to be a girl, I'm not so sure that's a book that we really need to have. But if there, but it needs to be in the if people want it in the library, have in the library. And if uh, somebody's interested in reading it, they should read it. That's the end of it. Do yeah. I think the teacher should read it to the class? Probably not. But like, probably not. So I think it's okay to like have books about things like that. And I think it's okay that people read it. Like, I understand if there's like, uh, high sexual content, like, because like they do, you know, and I'm just saying, I'm not saying that it's right, but they do, um, you know, like PG 13, um they do restrict things at certain ages like alcohol consumption being able to purchase cigarettes um you know things along those lines and whether you agree with that or not you know that's not like the point here but the point being is like i can understand to a certain degree that they're like okay maybe we don't want to like teach fourth graders about this quite yet like kids at the high school level things you know mm -hmm. i mean you're a little bit more mature i really don't see the ban on things like that younger children should they be learning in reading about you know um anal sex probably not you know what i mean like i think you just kind of got to use your judgment i agree with that and the thing is if if somebody wants to read that that's fine but do i th again do i think a teacher should be reading it to a classroom Again, I, I'm not so sure that that's a good idea. And I don't know what the contents of these books are, and I'm not saying that's what's in these books. I get that. Um, but, I mean, I think that, you know, anything that gets somebody to pick up a book and read it and understand an experience or feel something or it makes them feel like they can connect with something, somebody else has gone through this too. Sure. Um, you know, and it just, anything that'll make you laugh, make you cry, um, you know, get your brain like flowing instead of just being in this constant circle of utter drivel mm -hmm. of TikTok and the next fad and the next this and the next that. And like, yeah, like are some of these things controversial to people who may like be like ultra conservative, but who's really ultra conservative anymore? Like, are these, you know, like, I think some of these things are the way of the past, but again, I'm not in any of this. I don't know. I'm not in right. any of these groups. Back in the day, things used to be very terrible for, you know, transgenders and, um, you know, queers you know the lgbtqaai xyz whatever yeah, yeah, yeah um you know black people mexicans women um of all races um it was really bad for a long time mm -hmm. and i think that like yes as a society we've come a long way and and are there still some things we probably need to work on yes um Sometimes some of the books might not be as applicable as like people might think they are. Like, again, I, I have not read them. I don't know. Right. But I don't think they just should be banned across the board. Like maybe younger children shouldn't be reading certain things, but most definitely kids who are at of age should be able to read like you know high school level things like that. If it's like content, um, they're seeing that shit on the Internet. Like, that's what I'm saying. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. If people want to learn about it, they're gonna. That's 
And I think that this is just a stupid hill to die on. I mean, truly. It's I mean, just... you can purchase any one of those books. Like, you don't mm -hmm. have to be an adult to buy any of those books. No, you don't. So you're not doing anything. No, no. And to think that kids actually spend time in a school library these days is also kind of comical. But, um, yeah, um, I, I, again, I whatever you think is best. Again, I don't have any skin in the game. So right, whatever. like, yeah, because I don't have kids, so I really don't. But I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't have been offended or off put like reading these types of books in high school. Like, I would have probably enjoyed reading some of those books that have like different perspectives on things and like having different perspectives and understanding people from different backgrounds, um, you know, cultures, uh, experiences, whether it is like, you know, I'm queer, I'm, you know, transgender, I'm, you know, straight, I'm, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, like, right, I, I get it. It's I, good to have those understandings. And I think people it should never be limited to having understandings by reading material. If you don't like it, don't read it. Um, that's right. the bottom line. And if you don't want your kids reading it, you're the parent. So you get to control what comes into your house. Again, I'm not one for banning shit. Uh, it's only certain things like like that. It's something that's so egregious that it has to be like limited. But again, it, it just it creates an environment where I mean it's still available in so many other ways other than the stupid fucking school library. Um, but th that's all that we had for this week. Do you have anything before we wrap up the show? Um, just you know, bit shoot and try to um, try to be kind to other people and um, understanding and. Uh, be nice. Mind your own fucking business is what I would like to sum it up as. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> just mind your own business. I would like to thank Be our waxed. sponsors. So agorasnexus.com. Okay, the premier sponsor. Use guys in that podcast. Ray Faba, fine art and design from the Great Lakes. Team Mandalore keeps cycling very weird. I paint Akron. Raw accidents are, in fact, happy accidents. And oh, don't forget about our friend Bobby. Fairly decent golf at Instagram and on TikTok. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about your body and how bad you smell. OK, so Christopher's not here to do the uh, the very white voice. I'm going to do the best I can on this one. OK, so tomorrow in the Ohio Soviet Socialist Republic, especially in our northeastern corner of it, high of 91 tomorrow, high humidity. That means one thing, ball vinegar, fat fold sweat. Sweat running down the small of your back into your ass crack, mixing with your poorly wiped backside, bad smells, the deodorant wearing off. It's just bad things happening all around. Maybe you're out in the woods, out with the dog on a hike. You get, end up falling down, rolling around in the grass or with the dirt or whatever it is you're doing, hitting a tree. It's just bad news all over the place. You're covered in blood, shit, whatever. Todd's Gay Soap from Akron Apothecary is going to clear that up for you, okay? And keep you fresh smelling as long as possible, as long as allowed by gay science. We have the gay science behind the gay soap, and it is a long-lasting, powerful soap that fucks stinks straight in its ass. And we're here to make sure that you have access to the gay soap. Check out Akron Apothecary. Make sure you apply the gay soap liberally all over the place. Dung ditch. Get in there. Scrub it out. Use, use that wash rag, get rid of the dead skin cells. That way you don't have ball vinegar building up. Nobody wants to smell you at this time of year, let alone any time of the year, and smell you smelling like shit. So check out Akron Apothecary and Todd's Gay Soap, because Todd's Gay Soap is soap. 
for that ass, baby. That's all we have for this week. We love you very much. Please don't forget to check out the bit shoot. There's also a sub stack associated with the podcast. If you want to check it out, please do. We love you. Thank you very much. I'll say hi to our friends. Of course, in Mexico, we'd like to say hi to folks in Romania. We also want to say hi to folks in Austria, the United Kingdom, France. Uh, thanks for checking in. Appreciate you guys. If I'm missing anybody that recently joined up, um, we're happy to have you. And for those of you in California, get the fuck out of there. That's all I have to say. Love you very much. We'll see you later. See ya.